Hello, and welcome to Hard Pressed Hope, where we share stories of hope and encouragement from the road less traveled. I'm your host, Kate. And I'm your other host, Catherine. We're glad you're joining us today. Enjoy the show. Okay, so Kate, I want to talk about something because... Yeah, let's do it. Um, That's why we're here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, we're here to be quiet. Let's, let's sit in silence <laughs> for a 20-minute podcast. Okay, sounds okay. great. Okay, I just discovered that everyone has versions of intrusive thoughts about the garbage disposal. <laughs> so I'm curious what yours are. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Like, okay, so I was talking with friends and like I have this fear where like just something crazy will happen and I'll like accidentally stick my hand down there and someone will accidentally turn it on or some like electrical yeah. glitch will someone happen. And then I... Next. I have a couple friends who are like, they have to convince themselves not to put their hand down it while it's going. That's like, they're actually, like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't put your hand down it. And then I have, I have weird. other friends who just think like just a little bit different than mine that just something catastrophic is going to happen, you know, while mm. the garbage disposal. So we're, we all think we're probably scarred by some sort of. Uh, version of a TV well, show for 10 or year, movie. No, 10 years. It was your mom being like, be careful. The yeah. I did accidentally. I'm always afraid like my rings are just going to like fall off my fingers. Okay. Well, but we don't have a garbage disposal. So I'm always like scraping. You don't? No. I always oh, like get, I have to get did. the oatmeal. No, it's terrible. I've never, in fact, had a garbage disposal. But when I was, in, so I don't know how one works. So when I was a nanny <laughs> a long time ago in like college for someone, they had to have they were like, we we need to talk to you about the garbage disposal. Okay, I, I I'm like, going to interrupt you because I came to your apartment once. I think you just had Joey. Like, it was just family of three. And I kept using your garbage disposal. And you were like, <laughs> do you remember this? No, I didn't ever think I owned okay, one. <laughs> you, no, you did. When you lived in your ground floor apartment, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And so I remember like using it after every meal and you said something to me you were like I just you use the garbage disposal a lot and I was like well yeah you're like I usually just like put food in that side of the sink and then run it once a day <laughs> that's exactly why I misuse this thing and so I was in Andy they're like we need to talk to you about this garbage disposal oh, no. and I was like okay so we just it's ours is sensitive so you can't put chicken bones down there <laughs> And you can't put full banana peels out. Code four, like, don't be like, an idiot. I was like, I had, I just was like, oh, okay, okay, they have a sensitive garbage disposal. No. <laughs> I don't know what it know. was. We don't, we don't have one now. But what if we, like, I don't, what do you, what goes down there then? If not everything, what are we doing? Some things? Yeah, I just like, don't I, do like peels, like peels and bones some what people about do, you, like some zucchini, people do like do ice this? and eggshells to clean it i've heard um zucchini peels fine but like no. potato and banana peels not fine where does it go where does it go like where does the we food have go? a septic tank because we live in the country but does it like i picture going like straight out to a compost pile yeah, well i mean the Your septic tank is, fancy. is basically a compost remember that i like for years i don't have or didn't have a dishwasher and you had like a trash compactor Oh yeah, we have we didn't put the trash compactor in, but yes, we moved into a house with a trash compactor. And it's I mean, it's nice, I'm not gonna lie, with five people in a house. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to take the trash out. 
So you don't like just stomp on it like we do when our garbage can is full, like put your foot. Yeah, but I think there's like a trash culture to each family. Like we don't put stinky stuff in the trash compactor bag because then it's going to sit there for two weeks. Yeah. So like we have a stinky trash in the garage. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So welcome to all of our podcast guests who tuned in. Yeah. Um, We'll be talking about (laughs) trash compactors today. And garbage (laughs) disposals and septic tanks. Okay. So, but today we are talking about encouragement and like intrusive thoughts about garbage disposals. I think people require or need different things when it comes to encouragement. Like all encouragement isn't the same. Yeah. Like a love language, encouragement language is different. Yeah, totally. So what part of encouragement are we talking about today? Are we talking about how to be encouraging or what's encouraging or like just be more mindful of being encouraging? What do you want to talk about? Around let's just say let's just say it's important to be encouraging and then like wrap it up. <laughs> oh, so, okay, great. Okay. Well, like you said, we all experience encouragement differently. I don't think you're a naturally encouraging person with words. Like I, I love to get encouraging words and I love to give encouraging words, but I think you encouraged me by just knowing all the details and believing anyway. That's yeah, very helpful right. in my okay. life. Like that makes you, sense. You know what's going on. If I text you and I say, Oh, can you pray for one of my sons? <laughs> He's having an issue at school and I need to go pick him up. And then, you know, you respond like, are we accepting this? <laughs> or like, are we, incur- <laughs> like you're, oh yeah. Uh, are we accepting ex- the behavior? Or are, are we, we like- radically accepting <laughs> yeah. this as a part of him and his, you know, and his struggles or? Like, are we pushing for <laughs> for better? And I was like, today we're radically accepting it. Yeah. And that was encouraging because you knew, you knew like the choices in front of me. So right. I think like it's very encouraging to have someone that knows you. Right. So you've let that in. You've yeah. let that encouragement into your life. Yeah. I think in order to be, well, we can be encouraged by someone that doesn't know us, right? Like a smile at the grocery store or whatever, right. like little things like that. But I also think that it's to have people that know us, to have, to be authentic with people, that is a different level of encouragement. Yeah, that makes sense. How do you how do you experience encouragement and how do you encourage others? Well, it's kind of it's probably the same as love languages. Like, you know, we're best at giving encouragement the way we prefer to receive it. Mm-hmm. So I think my tendency is probably just to check in with people. I'm I'm probably like more <laughs> All my friends would agree. Like, I am the over-texter. I'm typically in daily contact with a handful of people just being there. And I think that's what means something to me is when people are like, hey, how's your day? You know, how's it going? And just those small check-ins, that's encouraging to me. Because I think also feeling not lonely in day-to-day life is encouragement. Yeah, I think there's an element of encouragement that has to go with being seen. Yeah. Maybe that's appreciation. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting them confused. But I think... I think encouragement can be a lot of things, though. Yes. Like, is the opposite of encouragement loneliness? No. No. <laughs> that doesn't work. But I do think that when someone encourages or when I experience encouragement, it, a lot of it has to do about being seen, you know. Um, so, like, synonymous with validation. Like, I see you. You matter. Your life's Mm -hmm. important. Oh, hey, do you ever encourage yourself? I mean, let me think about that. 
like, okay, when I'm working out, I, I constantly, my friends oh, laugh yeah. at me because I constantly, I'm like, you're doing great. You just got on the treadmill. You're already a winner. You're already a winner, Kate. And then I'm like, like 10 minutes and I'm like, you could quit right now. And you're already, you've already done it. Like I am over the top encouraging to myself because I really respond to it. Yeah. Well, I think, I think I agree with that because I just, I recently was in Colorado and I climbed Red Mountain. It's in Glenwood Springs and the, the hike is basically like one mile straight up, you know? And I realized like halfway through the hike, I was like, this is mental. This is all mental because what I was doing is like, I can do it. I can do it. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm not going to be able to do I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> like just back and forth, back yeah. and forth. But yeah, I would say during things like that, but not like day to day. I don't think day to I think I'm harder on myself day to day than I would mm. be during something that's like pretty. So strenuous. we can do it physically, but like when we're not, we don't really say to ourselves often, like, you're such a good mom. You're doing yeah, never. such a good job. You're such a good mom. You're so no. patient. I know. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. What? Why? I mean, it would feel weird for me to be like, you're being so patient right now. <laughs> good job, Kate. But I do think that when we spend time in God's word, it encourages us. It's a personal way to encourage us and bring us hope about where we're at and like yeah. where God has us. Like in John, when God says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce fruit and mm-hmm. your fruit should remain. That Whatever you ask in the Father in my name, he gives to you. Mm-hmm. When I spend time in God's word, mm-hmm. I am encouraged. I feel known and seen and not alone and strengthened and empowered. And like there's a purpose and a plan right. that is a way to encourage ourselves. Because if we just waited for other people to encourage us. I mean, you're talking about a foundational mindset of drawing again from God's word for encouragement. Yeah, because it's easy to get discouraged. And maybe there's some people out there like me who like, I just I see really slow progress on goals that mm-hmm. I I want for my kids. You know, I thought we'd be here, but we're here, and I, that can be discouraging. And if you wait for other people to see, they they might not see it either. But spending time with God, I think that I'm encouraged that even if I don't see the results like I want to, there's still a plan and the purpose for what I'm doing right now. Right, right. That helps me keep going. So I think sometimes we see friends in or acquaintances kind of in like a tough place and we don't know what to say. So we kind of withdraw a little bit. And I know like people say it's better to just say something than nothing, but still there's like a hang up. Like, what do we say that's encouraging? Mm -hmm. I think that you're totally right. Like it doesn't ever, it just a text saying I'm thinking of you makes a difference, right? right. We don't need to have, and, and there's kind words and there's way that we can tangibly offer to to help. I had a friend show up one time and she knew that I was struggling um, with some family stuff and she came over with like a gift basket and it was, it wasn't even a gift basket. It was like all random stuff from the grocery store yeah. that, that had to do with bears. And it was like, you're such a great mama bear is uh-huh. what she said. It was like Klondike bars and gummy bears and like oh, yeah. Teddy Grahams. Yeah. And it was, and I was like, that it was so encouraging because it was funny and lighthearted, but like exactly, exactly speaking to the the underlying truth. Right. So that's super creative. Normally, I just send a, <laughs> send a text to people like, are you surviving? Yeah, that was a lot of effort on her it part was. and the thought. So I do think that so much of being encouraged and encouraging others is being seen and seeing right. other people and then being seen by God. Know that we're we're seen right. and that he's with us. Yeah. And so you, oh, you told me a story once um, about your foster son. Remember when you were yes. returning him back yeah, to yeah, his yeah. family? Okay. T- can you share that? Yeah. I think when you're talking about drawing 
encouragement from God's word. I was doing my best to kind of surround myself with God's word. And I was watching a sermon after our foster son had gone back to home to his biological family. And I was I was having a pretty hard time letting him go um, mm-hmm. because he he was under two when he came to us. And then by the time he left, he was with us for about 18 months. He was mm-hmm. going That's to preschool and was talking and, you know, just that that huge um, mm-hmm. period of development I had witnessed and parented him through. And, you know, we we had some like developmental diagnoses and the challenges that came with that. And just, you know, I just felt as though I had nurtured him so much. Yeah. Um, the week after he left, I was watching a sermon and it was from Second Kings. And the bottom line is that this woman who was infertile, she ended up having a son that the prophet Elisha told her she would have. Like he told her she would have. She didn't ask, you know, nothing like that. But he was like, you're going to have a son this next year. So this the son grows and he's a child. I don't think it says exactly how old he was, but he he suddenly dies. Like he hmm. like says his head hurts in the field and they take him to his mom and he dies in her lap. And the mom goes like on this journey to get Elisha because she's like, you said I was having this son and now he's dead. You need to come do something about this. So Elisha comes and he goes up to the room where the son has been laid and he shuts the mom out of the room. Okay, so imagine my emotion when I'm hearing the yeah. story is I feel like I've been shut out of a out of a life ah. that I've nurtured. So he shuts the mom out of the room and he does some kind of weird stuff. This 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 is like a pretty like radical Bible story. But yeah. he <laughs> let's pick the most radical. Yeah. No, it's not the most, trust but me. But he raises this child from the dead. So the mom's been shut out. And I'm, I literally just excuse myself because we were watching this sermon online. I excuse myself and I go just sob in my bedroom. I have to leave the room. And then starting later that week, this is where I'm getting at like God's encouragement from me is first of all, like he's telling me, let him go. Like I'm on the other side of the door with him. That's what I'm hearing. Like I'm on the other side of the door. And so is his biological family. Like they can care for him. But after that, for like eight consecutive weeks, I'm not making this up for eight consecutive weeks, at least one time a week, someone I knew, like I'm talking bus drivers, random acquaintances, um, close friends, teachers, I hear, oh, we we saw your foster son out and about. He looked really good. His dad looked oh. good. His mom looked good. He was super happy and oh. laughing. Like somebody saw him that. trick-or-treating. One of his teachers realized she lived next door to them. Like the bus driver saw him at Walmart and just like on and on and on. And they um, told you. And they, they told, told me. That they saw. And they told me. So all mm-hmm. that to say is that I remind myself of this often that God is in things for the long game Mm. because it's so easy to get caught up in those hard moments and lose sight of where we're headed or what we're aiming for. And it's easy to be, for some of us, it's easy to be in our feelings. And I'm not one of those people, but when I'm in my feelings, I'm in them hardcore or I'm like super confused because I don't know what they are. What is this this feeling? (laughs) But all the while, there's this whole story at play and that God is there and on the other side of the door always. 
So we just have to trust him and put one friend in front of the other. And I found out afterwards, too, that you and and I think I shared this on another podcast, maybe that you and some other friends had been praying me through that week and I had no idea. So that finding that out was, you know, provided so much hindsight of like, how did I do that? And I'm like, oh, it was, Uh, you know, being surrounded by encouragement. So Man, I know. I mean, I know some of our listeners are going to want to check out that story. So go read it for yourself in Second Kings 4. Yeah, Second Kings 4. 37 or something, yep. right? You'll put yep. it. I just, that makes me, it makes me tear up. I think we are never guaranteed from being shut out of places that we think we deserve to be in and mm-hmm. want to be in with people that we care about, right? Like, and mm-hmm. especially you said after an investment in, yeah. you, in your like heart. It's, it's so moving that God is there anyway. And that, but that he saw you and encouraged you and that other people came to you and said, like, we see, see and how he's doing. And yeah, I love it. You're not forgotten or alone and neither is the person you love. I think, I think that goes back to let encouragement into your life too. like Mm -hmm. open yourself up to be vulnerable, you know, choose your people. Um, And if you haven't found your people, find your people and be vulnerable. Let that encouragement into your life because that's, you know, friendship is give and take. And I think, Kate, we often joke about how like your life's a circus and then the next month my life's a circus. And yeah. like, it's funny how God can work that out, you know? So, oh, you're saying one, you're, we joke about it. I was like, it's no joke. That's exactly, joke. That's exactly how it goes. <laughs> but yes, we rotate crazy times. So. Well, if you're listening today, we hope that you are encouraged. Know that there's others that have not the same, but similar experiences and that there's those that see you and, and know what you're going through to some extent. And if you're in a place to offer encouragement to others, do it. Grab the phone, call, text, say I'm thinking about you. And if you need it for yourself, maybe just open God's word and see what he has to say. Whatever you're facing today, you've got this. There are many who are cheering for you, including us. Including right, Catherine? us. Including, including us. us. See you next time.